You are listening to the Fresh Approach Weight Loss Surgery Podcast with me, your coach, Mary Clark, 17-year bariatric surgery educator and advocate, and for the last seven years, a weight loss surgery patient. Here, we focus on the bariatric surgery guidelines in a fresh way, creating successful and peaceful weight loss surgery journeys. Stop trying to fit your life into weight loss surgery. It's the other way around. Weight loss surgery is a part of your life. So whether you're just getting ready for surgery or had it six months or six years ago, it's never too early or too late to live your healthiest and happiest life with weight loss surgery. Welcome back. I hope you're enjoying your summer. I'm having a very good summer. I've been able to spend more time with my granddaughters, which I love doing. And in fact, this week, I was with my oldest granddaughter, she's eight, Sadie, at my friend's house, Michelle's house. And I have to talk about this because Michelle made the best salad I've had and I can't remember when. So real quickly, let me gush a little bit about this salad and let me tell you why I think, aside from being fantastic, why it tasted so good. Um, I've been spending a little more time also before my youngest son leaves for boot camp for the army which is in just a few days. And the other day, he and I, we split a tuna melt. And I haven't had a tuna melt, and I don't know how long. And I'm like, that sounds so good. I'll split that with you. You know, tell me you haven't had this experience where something sounds like it's going to be fantastic, and it tastes fantastic, maybe the first bite, and then your body doesn't think that that feels particularly fantastic. So I have been eating some things recently with my son that I normally wouldn't and ugh, my body hasn't been feeling as good. I think that's the other reason why this salad that my friend made this week, which had, let me tell you, spinach, grilled chicken, tomatoes, red onion, blueberries, peaches. I've never had peaches in a salad. So good. Avocado, raspberries, blackberries. It felt like I was eating, oh, hard boiled eggs. It felt like I was eating a bowl full of like delicious vitamins that somebody said, here, here's all the nutrients you need in this beautiful salad. And it was so good. So thank you, Michelle, for that fantastic salad. So I hope you're having an amazing summer. I mean, we're already a third of the way through. But I know for a lot of people, if you've got kids in school or you're a teacher, you work in the school system, it almost feels like summer's up, right? Because school's, what, two or three weeks away? Um, So wherever you are in your summer, I hope you're making the most of it. There really is something different in the air during summertime, and I hope you're having fun. All right, so today we're talking about re-entry. And I want you to know, um, if I haven't said it before, that what I talk with you about comes from what I talk with my clients and my students and my weight loss surgery friends about. Because if they're going through it, I know you're going through it. You will be going through it. You have gone through it. So that's where this comes from. And right now we're going to talk about re-entry. So the example of re-entry is, think of the space shuttle. Think about how the space shuttle, to accomplish a successful re-entry and landing, there's a million things that have to happen and be put into place and that have to happen just so, right? It's not just, okay, the shuttle's gonna land on this date, this place, and done. No, they had to pick a date and a place and then a million things put into motion, a million different steps to achieve that result that they wanted. 
So let me give you examples of what I'm talking about of different types of re-entry in your life. Coming back home after vacation, going back to work after vacation, returning to work after a few days off feeling sick, returning to life after a serious months-long illness, returning to work and life after a death in the family, returning to work and life after moving to a new home. So think of your own recent re-entry when you were living through something pleasant or unpleasant, but that for the most part, that situation took you out of your normal routine. And then when that event ended, you thought you were just going to burst through the atmosphere and pick up exactly where you left off. In other words, how many would explain it, the whole, I'll just get back on track then. But let's put it this way. If it didn't work for the space shuttle, it's not going to work for you. And I bet you've got evidence to prove that point. I've got a few clients this week who've returned from vacation and they're realizing that their idea of going to bed at 10 p.m. on a Wednesday night after getting back from the airport and a two-week vacation and then getting up the next morning expecting to jump right back into their morning routine and have the whole day just flow along wasn't a realistic plan. I have some other clients who are managing re-entry to regular life after major illnesses or other major life events and others who are dealing with illnesses and life events right now. So let me tell you what I've been talking about with my clients and I've got two things. The first to help you with re-entry and also if you're in the process of still dealing with the situation, what you can do to make that day-to-day living with that situation a little better. So first let's talk about re-entry and I'm going to give you the example of my new client, Gwen, who took two weeks off to complete her move. She was downsizing from her home of 25 years and 4,000 square feet to an 1,800 square foot home for her retirement with her husband. And by the way, the home wasn't finished when they said it was supposed to be. So she says to me, oh, we're just sleeping in the guest room. Gwen makes the best of things. We're sleeping in the guest room. There's boxes everywhere because of the delay. I haven't really been able to stick with any kind of plan. But with everything going on, I'll be back to work on Tuesday and I'll just get back on track with everything then. Did you hear it? That back on track reference? As if it's some magical phrase that if you say it loud enough and with enough willpower and determination, you will make yourself find a way to make it happen. But around here, we don't do it that way. We do it the fresh approach way. We get clear on what we want to achieve. We get clear on our goals. We get practical. We plan for them. We reflect and assess daily, and then we pivot, adjust, and adapt as necessary. And right now, it was time for Gwen to get practical. So how practical was it for Gwen to assume after all she's been going through, not only for the last two weeks when she took off work, but the months leading up to it, and I think at least a year leading up to that. So I think this is more like a year and a half, almost two-year project, really. She just took off the two weeks to do sort of the final the final steps. It was a huge move for her and her husband, and she thought she'd be able to jump right back into her life as usual the Tuesday that she was returning from work. So as you can guess by now, it wasn't very practical and it didn't really work out. And it left Gwen feeling not only frustrated with herself 
and where she is with her weight loss surgery journey because she's trying to work through some regain. But it created even more frustration about her living situation since she thought that her house would have been done. She would have been able to, you know, hang some pictures, have most things unpacked and have a sense of normalcy at her home before she went back to work. But that wasn't the case. But it wasn't just sort of the disarray that the home was in. She had left her home of 25 years. And even though she had planned for it, it was still a big change. And this is the home where she raised her kids for most of their lives and welcomed her first grandchild. So there were a lot of things in Gwen's physical world that weren't going well, not the way she had planned, not the way she liked things to go. And then there were a lot of things in her emotional and mental world that were really jarring for her. So first we started with self-compassion, which is where you've got to begin with anything. Remember, if you're feeling bad about yourself, there's not much you could do good to take care of yourself, not for the long term anyway. And also, if you are looking for some help with how to do self-compassion, I'm going to put a link to Dr. Kristen Neff in the show notes, the episode notes, so you can check out some ideas on what you can do to strengthen your self-compassion practice. So that's where Gwen and I began. And then we moved into what's practical, looking at the facts of her situation realizing that nobody set out to create an unpleasant situation for her, even her contractor, removing those thoughts from the situation, because that's never helpful. Because if you're holding on to a thought that the contractor knew this and didn't tell me or so-and-so knew this, or that's not going to help her move forward and take the best care of herself um, and be able to get to her job right now. So we looked at what Gwen could do, how she could assess her energy with what she had each day and then move through each day or even each moment depending on how she was feeling physically emotionally mentally and this is what it's really about it's about you assessing yourself your capital s e l f yourself your physical energy your strength your mental and emotional energy deciding what you can do today sure maybe you know I mean, really, this is you can use this for any time on maybe Sunday evening, you're making a plan for the week, you have no idea what's going to happen on Tuesday. So maybe your plan Wednesday was to do XYZ meal prep, get to the gym. But because of something that happened at work or with your family, or a good friend on Tuesday, that changed. So what can you do? What can you do today? Maybe it's not the plan that you set out to do. But what can you do? Now, you know, I'm never going to tell you that, hey, it's okay for the next day. Heck, eat all the carbs you want and don't worry about it. You'll get back to it a few days when you feel better. Or don't worry about the protein. You'll get around to it. No. As an example, say you really want to achieve your goal of 80 grams of protein in part by preparing lunch and dinner at home. But you can't because the kitchen in your new house isn't finished you'll make adjustments. You don't curse the contractor, come up with all kinds of things, do the woe is me, I'm going to regain 15 pounds. No, let's not go there. But what can you do? All right, you've got your protein powder, your protein shakes, your protein snacks, the yogurt with more protein, whatever you're doing, that's why you always have backup plans and you make adjustments. So maybe that means you are finding the healthiest protein meal you can get eating out or you're bringing in pre-packaged salads, but you do the best you can. And maybe you said, I'm gonna head right back to the gym, you know, when I get 
back to work after vacation, even though I was sick for three days. And that first day, you're supposed to head for the gym after work and you are feeling completely worn out. Well, so maybe that means you don't go to the gym that day for an hour. Maybe that means you stop on the way home and take a 20 minute walk in the park. Or when you get home, you put on some music you love and you dance around your kitchen just for a little while. Or you find an exercise video on YouTube and do that for 15 or 20 minutes. It's better to ease into your action steps when you are in the process of re-entry from a pleasant or an unpleasant situation. And don't set yourself up for disappointment because what happens when we disappoint ourselves? We get down on ourselves and there comes that voice. All those voices from the past, from before surgery, they come back. We're not good enough. We won't ever get to go weight. We can't do anything about the regain. We can't do anything right, but that's not what it is. You're going through something or you've just come through something and you're not allowing yourself re-entry time. You're pushing yourself to do something that your body, your heart and your soul aren't ready for right now. Not just yet, not completely. You will be, but not just yet. You just need a little re-entry time. So this is about creating a plan for yourself that eases you into the atmosphere or through the atmosphere, like the space shuttle. It's giving yourself the time and space to get clear on what you can do and then adjusting your plan. You don't throw your goals out. You still have those goals. You know what they are. You're not dismissing them by any means. You're simply telling yourself, yes, to get to that goal of, um, and you know, I would say you've got to have that bigger goal. It's not just losing the 30 pounds, but your bigger goal and to do that, you want to take the 30 pounds of regain off. And to take the 30 pounds of regain off, you have these action steps. But maybe right now, after you've come back from visiting your family, you know, on the opposite coast, because there was a death in the family, and you need some time to allow your, your heart, your body, your mind, your soul to re-enter into back to regular life. You're allowed that time. A client of mine just this week was dealing with re-entry and we were already talking about what the challenges have been since she came back from vacation and how her food choices have been a little off. And we looked at what's been most challenging for her since returning and trying to re-enter her regular life and work schedule and looked at what she can do to prepare for re-entry for her next vacation, which is actually coming up, I think, in just another few weeks. She's got ideas now. She's got evidence. You hear me talk about evidence. She's got evidence when she tries to jump back in too quickly after being out of town for a week or so, how things go when she thinks she's going to be able to make herself just do it and not allow that time to just sort of move through, you know, the change in time zones and unpack and sort of your body's readjusting because maybe you've been eating food on vacation you don't normally eat. I mean, hello, I do that too. So you just need a little bit of that re-entry time and to not schedule too many things when you first come back um, from whatever event has been going on in your life. All right, let me get back to Gwen. All along, she'd been picturing her new home really in an enjoyable place by the time she went back to work. And even though she'd been preparing for more than a year, it wasn't the case. So I asked Gwen to first get clear on her 
self, remember capital S-E-L-F, so she could determine what she could do in this moment and over the next few days and possibly even the next few weeks, and that was okay. And so what I suggested to Gwen is something I've been suggesting to clients for a while now, is to even think about it on that scale, a zero to 10 scale for mental, emotional energy and strength and physical strength. Just to say, you know, for me to carry out my regular plan of getting to the gym and meal planning and do all this stuff that I do, I really need to be at an emotional, mental, physical energy scale of about, you know, eight to nine. And right now I'm feeling like I'm at like a five. So you know what that means? If you're at a five and you know you need to be at an eight or nine to accomplish what you usually do when you're feeling at your best, don't don't try to push yourself to do that. What can you do today? How can you adjust what you would like to be doing at your full capacity, your full strength? What can you do today? So Gwen created a plan that was a slow transition to where she wanted to end up, but still, she created a plan that does require daily reflection and assessment. So even this plan, which is based on how Gwen's feeling and with all that's going on, if Gwen needs to reassess and change that plan three days in or even three hours in, that's what she's going to do. So this is why I preach daily reflect and assess because it's really journaling. So if you're already a journaling person at the end of each day, throw in the reflect and assess into it, or maybe you will become somebody who journals because you're choosing to do reflect and assess. Because when you pay attention to your life in all situations every day, and you take note of what worked well with the action steps toward your goals and why, what didn't work well and why, you can go back and see, well, obviously, wow, look at for three or four days after I came back from that trip or that business trip, or, um, you know, I took off a few days to go help my friend move, whatever it was, I noticed that I was a little off. I noticed that that kind of physical exertion, you know, helping my friend move boxes was a lot on me and my back really hurt for a few days after. So it's probably not a good time. I can't expect myself to go back into the gym right away. Maybe it's a good time to do yoga. You start learning more about yourself and how to plan your days and how to pivot, adjust and adapt as necessary. It's really becoming in tune with yourself, your capital S-E-L-F with your body. So whether this be for re-entry, when the event, the situation you're going through is over or whether you're going through this now, you can assess your physical, mental, emotional energy and see what can I do today and let it be okay. Remember, I'm going to give you links to Dr. Kristen Neff so you can begin a self-compassion practice. Remember, you're practicing this so you're aware of it for the next time, whether either it's the um, exact situation or something similar, you'll be able to recognize. As a client told me this week, hey, I think I'm gone for four days. I really need a couple days before I go back to work. Or if I'm out of the country for an extended vacation, 
I really think I need a week to allow myself to get back to regular life before going back to work. Now that's what she can do. What can you do in your life? Maybe you don't have the luxury of taking a week off before you go back to work. So what can you do? How can you plan? Can you plan meals before you even go on vacation? They're already in the freezer. So you're not even really doing that much grocery shopping. Say you've got things planned. You did crockpot stuff before you left. You didn't plan any big events with friends or family for that first week when you came back. You didn't plan any big house cleaning activities. You planned on really taking care of yourself, knowing how you do, and doing the best you can each day. This is really about you getting to know yourself and to know what works for you and why and what doesn't work for you and why. And that's why I talk all the time about collecting evidence from your own life so you can use it for your future choices so you can always make the best choices for yourself so you're always taking the best care of yourself. So to recap, point number one is when you are coming out of a situation, be it a few days or a few weeks, few months, that might, might have been a pleasant situation, vacation, or an unpleasant situation, a death in the family, or some kind of illness you or a family member was going through, and you're coming back to your job, your normal life, allow yourself re-entry time. And let me say this. You know, with vacations, we know what day we're coming back. But say you have been helping a family member who's been ill and they're recovered and you didn't know how quickly this was going to happen or not happen. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, I can go back to work in two days. Acknowledge that. Okay, let me give, let me heap on the self-compassion, be as kind to myself as possible and allow myself to gradually ease back into a life that I've not been part of because I've been taking care of this family member. And and also remember, it's not just the physical that you're reentering, you know, back at work or you're back at home, maybe you're staying with somebody at the hospital, but what you just experienced, that's an emotional situation. So you have emotional changes as well. Acknowledge those. It's okay, it's what makes us human. We go through things and they change us. And let that be okay too, to let to let feelings come up and pass through you and know that some days you might try to over explain to yourself, I should be feeling fine right now. It's been a week since that happened. I think we're all allowed our own schedules of, of how we're recovering through um, after big life events or even small things, you know, really it's being in touch with ourselves and heaping on that self-compassion and doing the best we can in each moment of each day. All right. And the point number two, if I didn't just explain it, I might have because I go a little off here. Point number two is if you're going through that situation right now, you're at the hospital taking care of a loved one. Um, a loved one just passed and you're about to take off and go to the other coast for a week for a funeral and to be with family and to help pack up a house, these kinds of things. You have your goals that you have for your weight loss surgery journey. You want to do something about your plateau, your regain. It doesn't mean that you give them up. It means that if you are staying at a hotel, to acknowledge I'm at a hotel, I might have 20 minutes today to take a walk or to do some push-ups against the, the wall of the hotel room. Or it, maybe you take an elastic, you know, the elastic bands. I like to carry those with me. Maybe I'm just gonna do a little stretching or put on a YouTube video that only takes 20 minutes. That's what I can do today. 
um, but I've got my vitamins and I'll do my best. I'll stop at the grocery store and pick up some pre-made protein shakes. In these moments, you're doing the best you can. Assess your physical energy, assess your emotional and mental energy. What can I do today? And how can I give myself as much self-care as possible so that I can be there for my family? And, and again, I'm talking about a situation when a family member needs you because you've got to take care of yourself. Remember, it, the oxygen mask thing is true. You've got to take care of you before you can put that oxygen mask on somebody else. You've got to nourish yourself physically, mentally, emotionally before you can give to others. Begin with you. And I know this may be contradictory to what many of us were taught or what our parents thought. I know my mom did not think that that's the way things were done. Um, I told her that in my 20s when I was a single mom with two little boys. Mom, I really have to take care of myself. And it's not that she didn't support me. It was just a foreign concept to her. My mom was born in 1922. Um, she was, uh, I think she was very modern for her age. She adopted me when she was 45. Um, so that was not her generation's way of doing things. But it's not so new now that you haven't heard it around about self-care. It's important and it's critical. It's critical. So, because we've got dreams and goals and we've got people we love and we want to be there for them. All right, I'm going on and on and on. You know, I could talk about this stuff forever because, because I love it, because I love what I do and what I'm hearing from my clients and students, I know you're probably going through too, which is why I share it in the podcast and in the Fresh Approach group, which by the way, if you are not a member of the Fresh Approach Weight Loss Surgery Facebook group, there is also a link in the episode notes to join. All right, and if you ever have a message for me, you can just email me, mary at maryeclark.com. All right, it has been great spending this time with you, and uh, I hope you're enjoying your summer. Remember, go enjoy it, get in the sun, have some wonderful times. Before, before it's over. All right, and we will talk again soon. Love, light, and grace to you.